Welcome aboard. I'm Brad. I'm Eric. And I'm Scott. Welcome to My Ship Story Podcast. This is a podcast where we invite crew members, both past and present, to tell their stories about life at sea. So come up to the pool bar and grab a drink. Sit back, relax, because it's time for My My Ship Ship Story. Story. (laughs) God, that was terrible. Hey, welcome everyone. It's another episode of My Ship Story Podcast. Got with me Scott today uh eric's had something come up so it's just going to be me and him uh uh and our guest today on the on the show what's happening scott hey we saw each other in irl a couple weeks ago yeah that was exciting not not that it doesn't help happen that often but uh, our friend bucky heard with the righteous brothers came to uh what was it sugar creek casino yeah sugar creek casino in the in the bustling uh metropolis of hinton oklahoma yeah where where, where paint goes to die <laughs> but uh actually but it was it was, it was, it was pretty nice it was pretty nice pretty yeah. nice yeah it was super nice yeah 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 it was good good show and lots of people there yeah i actually thought you know it's funny you, you it's funny you say that uh, last night i was ubering and uh, this couple was like yeah yeah we're going to this casino and i'm like yeah have you been to the sugar creek casino and they're like yeah we just went there and there was a concert it's like um, righteous brothers was there and i'm like yeah i know i was there he's a friend of mine <laughs> And they're like, shut up. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, we were there. It was uh, Bucky and, and Bill Medley. And yeah, we had a ball and met him, hung out a little bit afterwards, did some karaoke. And they're like, that was the best show. That was so awesome. We really loved that. And I'm like, yeah, that's awesome. So I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, that was. That's That was cool. That was that was cool. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, hey, we've been a little slow getting some, some episodes out here. We had to take a little bit of a break. And then um, we had some cancellations and just having trouble getting people People lined up, uh, got a lot of Europeans uh, on board, and it's just tough for us uh, because of the time difference. So we've kind of got to slow down a little bit more than than we want to, but we're back getting into it. And speaking of people overseas, we've got a guest coming at us from the UK today. Uh, welcome aboard, Linda Woodward. Thanks for being with us. Hello, Hello. and thank you for inviting me. Thank you. Yeah. Welcome. Excited. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, hey, Linda, tell us a little bit about how you got started working on ships. How did it all happen for you? Uh, well, I'd never really thought about it, although from a very young age, I knew two things. I was in love with the sea, everything about the sea. I wanted to be in the sea, on the sea, near the sea. That came from my father, who was a Royal Naval officer. And I knew that I wanted to be on stage. Um and I was on stage from a very early age, five years old, in, in pantomimes, that sort of thing. Um, but I actually joined cruise ships uh, later in life, really, because I was a single mum. I had my son very early. And it wasn't until he went off to university that I really wanted to get on and do my travelling. I'd always wanted to travel and see the world. And um, back in England at the time, I was a fitness instructor and a massage therapist. And I went to uh, Wembley Stadium in London to a fitness convention. And there was a big old backdrop of a cruise ship against some palm trees and the blue sea. It said, you know, uh, come join us, fitness on board. And it was a company called Steiner who were in charge of health and beauty. I approached this desk and I sat down this very beautiful, very, very well-groomed young lady. And I said, well, you know, what's all this about being a fitness instructor and massage therapist? She said, oh, my God, we're crying out for people like you. Basically, we put you out there to work on board ships uh, and you you teach fitness classes and you do massage. And I said, wow, you know, I could really do that. That sounds fantastic. So she gave me all this paperwork. I took it home. I literally threw it in a drawer and I forgot all about it for six months. And then one day I literally woke up. My son by now is is about to go off to university. And uh, I woke up and I thought, you know what? I'm going to go out on cruise ships. And that was it. I contacted the company, Steiner, went down to London to do three weeks of training where we stayed in a YMCA, which was really uh, rough. But anyway, (laughs) uh, following that, I was given my my first ship, which was the old New Amsterdam, Holland, America. Uh, Myself and a colleague flew from London out to New Orleans. Uh, We dropped our cases at the hotel. And despite the late hour, we went straight down to the House of Blues. um, And uh, we skipped the line. 
and we fluttered our long eyelashes at uh, a very nice bouncer. We pleaded the, oh, we're only in for one night and we'll never have the opportunity to visit again. And so he let us into the House of Blues and that was fantastic. So we had very little sleep that night. And the next morning, I remember the feeling of fear that grasped me when the cab driver dropped us off at the port. And there it was, the New Amsterdam, which looked, oh, my God, just so big and intimidating. And I, I literally thought, what the hell am I doing? What, you know? what year was this? What year? Oh, crikey me. That was probably 1996, I think. Yes. Oh, okay. So you were starting about when we were, Just about the time the that, that we were finished. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I I left I left in I left in '96 Royal Caribbean and then went back to uh, Renaissance until 2001. I think I left in '99. Uh, yeah. and, and the thing was, um, I thought I'll try this. I'll do one contract, see what it's like. <laughs> one contract. Yeah. Yeah. Just one more contract. It's like our mantra, isn't it? And then they dangle yeah. the contract. Oh, we'd like to send you to New England or Thailand. And you're thinking, oh, shit, I'm just one, more. just one, <laughs> one just, more contract. just five more. <laughs> and I, I remember I, my on my second contract, I was on the Crystal Harmony, which is out of commission now, but she was a very beautiful five star ship. And I met this. Um, he was a, a VIP waiter on the VIP deck where I was doing VIP massage. So I was taking a massage table to the, the beautiful suites and doing in-house massage. And I remember, he was a butler, that's right, a butler. And I remember him saying to me, Linda, do not get hooked into this lifestyle. It's extremely seductive. He said, I've been doing it for about 20 years now. And to be honest with you, I wouldn't know how to stop. And I, I thought about that and I thought, yeah, you know, I'll probably just have a bit. And then I ended up doing it 15 years. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How how long were you uh, a Steiner? And by the way, let me get in here. I, we've, we've had Steiners on before, but just to remind everybody, Steiner was a concession. So you weren't working for one particular cruise line. They were on a lot of different cruise lines. So you could work for Steiner. You could work for Steiner and you were on different companies a lot. They they had the monopoly on a lot of different cruise lines. I believe now that's changing slightly. Uh, but back then they could put you on any cruise line um, anywhere. Yes. Yeah. yeah. How long did I work for them? <laughs> Am I allowed to say I got fired? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's one of the stories we well, want to hear. We'll, we'll we'll get into that story, but let, let me let me ask you. So, how was it when you? How was it when you very first got on? Like your first walking on the gangway and seeing the big ship and your cabin and your your cabin mate. I'm assuming you had one or two cabin mates. Yes, or? I did. Yes. Well, I remember my my cabin uh, mate that was to be. She and I had been in London training at the same time. She was going on board to do just purely massage. Uh, she was older than me, and uh, we ended up sharing a cabin. And because because she was older, she immediately bagged the lower bunk, so I had to go on top. And, and you know, here's <laughs> me like, geez, I've come from living in a nice home, and I'm suddenly what? This is sharing a bunk, and I'm on top. But anyway. <laughs> Uh, the funniest thing was, we get into this cabin, and the first thing I noticed was this stale air. You know, the new Amsterdam, it was an old ship. And I'm like, Jesus, God, it's so stuffy in here. So I see the port, we had a porthole, round porthole. And I'm like, okay, this can't be too difficult. So I'm trying to yank at these bolts and stuff, you know, to undo <laughs> And uh, anyway, suddenly this voice from behind me said, ah, lady, first time on cruise ship, yeah? And it was what was to be my my housekeeper, my cabin steward, Ind Indonesian guy, lovely. And he's just stood there grinning from ear to ear. Ah, lady, first time, yeah? I'm like, oh, how can you tell that? Ah, he said, you wait till we start sailing. Porto, I turn into, uh, you know, um, a washing machine and you see all the fishes swimming by. <laughs> And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. And I felt so <laughs> foolish. And I'm sure that story went. That's very why they clear. don't come off. 
<laughs> yeah. So that was my first impression. And and, and things like Did, let's just get in here and say, uh, I think this is obvious to to most people, but anyone that didn't work on ships, you do you are not allowed to open that portal. <laughs> that is a no-no. So yeah, that, that was my first day on board, coupled with being given a bright yellow traffic director. But you had a porthole, which a lot of people didn't. Yeah, we didn't have a porthole. We were yeah, we were actually our cabin was under the water. Yeah, yeah. No, we were lucky. We were uh, on the on the plimsoll line, so we were actually just on the water line. So that was good. Yeah. So uh, and then being given this traffic director's um, <clears throat> bright yellow, what you call them, visard to wear, and being told to go and stand on the stairwell and direct the the guests to the muster station. What's the muster station? I have no clue. And I could feel the sweat trickling down my back when all of these Americans would say, which way to muster station A, B, blah. I didn't know. So I'd just be sending out, straight up the stairs, <laughs> Just go that way. Yeah, I, I remember this one man saying to me, hey, lady, you're supposed to know what you're talking about. You work on board, right? How long have you been on this goddamn ship? I wasn't allowed to say to him, <laughs> About 20 minutes, sir. <laughs> great, was, great accent, by the way. Very good, good that American accent. That's that a good American good. accent. It, it was to figure out what part of the country that was from, but that was good. <laughs> it was scary. It was really scary, yeah. But there you go. I know 15 years later, and I was still doing it. For, I think it was like 40 ships, 40-something 40 ships. Oh, wow. All it on the crazy. same um, were those ships, did they encompass different lines or, or is that all? Oh, yeah. American? Yeah. Because um, I got fired from Steiner. And uh, and then I went on to work with Carnival Cruise Lines as a social host as a result of a drunken phone call to their head office one New Year's Eve. Uh, so I was with Carnival. Wait, 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 wait. Do you want to tell us how you got fired from Steiner? Do you want to tell us? Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. So, so it sounds like we're going straight into the ship stories. Okay, I'm Linda. This is my part of my ship story. The firing from Steiner's was we were on a very small ship. It was the Sea Goddess Two. She was beautiful, and it was almost you know one to one uh, crew member to guest. So the guests were very rich, and they were being treated very very well. And on, on comes this woman. I'm I'm on there as a fitness instructor and, and massage. But because it's such a small ship, you're wearing several different hats. So in the evening, I would double up as a social host. I get all glammed up, and I would smooge with the guests, which I loved doing. This manager came on board, and she was from North London, and she immediately just took a big dislike to me. And she would always be saying, "I'm the Steiner manager, Steiner manager. Oh, I'm the Steiner manager." you know but she was always sort of hitting on my boyfriend who was an engineer and she'd be inviting him to go to her cabin for parties when she knew I was working she was also uh, working the rota so she would make sure she got time off in all of the splendid ports and I'd be left on board and and she really she really did have a, a way of patronizing me and making me feel really angry yeah we talk we talk about this a lot bad managers really make a bad time on board embarkation day day off i can have a lie-in and i'm in my cabin and my phone starts ringing and it's early and it was her of course no cell phones back then so you've got to get out of bed top bunk to get to the phone and her voice was, I need you to come up to the gym immediately and move the Reebok steps from A to B. Your morning off is now no longer. And I just saw this red haze beyond my eyes. And I, I really don't remember putting my tracksuit on or getting in the elevator to go up to the gym. But I do remember <clears throat> that she was stood there against the wall with her arms folded, looking, watching me. <laughs> and I do remember I just strode across the gym and I grabbed her around the throat. <laughs> and I think I actually probably did lift her off the floor. <laughs> Am I allowed to swear? Because it's really intense. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, it's too late. My gosh, you've already dropped the F-bomb. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm I've got her by the throat and I could see her like and her jolio face was <laughs> and I just said, if you ever fucking speak to me like that again, I swear to God, I will throw you over the side of the ship. And believe you me, I've got the strength to do it. 
and I would love to watch you gasping and spluttering for breath. <laughs> Whoa. That was it. The next thing I know, she's on the phone to head office in London. Oh, my God, Linda, she's gone crazy. I can't control her. She's uncontrollable, and, and I, I just don't know what to do. <laughs> so I got fired. And so, uh, yeah, I was escorted off the ship in Istanbul by the... That was the most embarrassing part. These two bodyguard security men actually had to escort me to the airport with my luggage and make sure that I went through the gate. As I'm exiting the ship, all my friends are like, yeah, good on you, Linda, well done, you know. But the actual journey to the airport and then being dumped in Istanbul, in this sweaty, overcrowded airport. I'm like, well, thanks a lot, guys. You know, thanks for protecting me. And that was the end of my Steiner days. So I went back to England. <laughs> Did that encounter ever follow you? Did anybody ever find out about that? Like Carnival, like, hey, so what's this uh, Steiner no, thing? No, never. I, I mean, look, the thing is, <clears throat> on ships, people got fired all the time. Mm hmm and then a couple of months later, they'd rejoin either yeah. another cruise line or they'd be taken back again anyway. It, it was uh, it was just unfortunate. Now, how, just, now how did you reapply or, or what was the time difference between the two going into uh, Carnival? And did you just well, apply to Carnival again? And what? Well, I'd been working as Steiners. Um, <clears throat> Carnival Cruise Lines were buying out. They were buying the Sea Goddess 2, which belonged to Cunard. And uh, we had a gentleman come on board from Miami, and he was a audits marine manager or marine audits manager. And apparently he, he was watching my behavior with the guests and he and I had dinner one night on board and a, a bottle of wine. And he said, look, you really should come and join us at Carnival. I think you'd make a fantastic social house. He said, you're, you're great with the guests. And so he gave me a business card. And on the business card was the name John Buccafusco, who was head wow. of Carnival yeah. Entertainment's JB for Carnival Cruise Lines. I put the card in my wallet. I thought nothing more about it. I went back to England. I got a job working in an office Lovely people, but oh my God, I was unhappy, miserable, I hated it. And then I was staying with some friends in Cheltenham, Gloucestershire one night. It was New Year's Eve and we'd been out drinking and we were pretty hammered. I got home, I was staying at her house and I remember as I was trying to get my one leg out of my jeans, I fell over, knocked over my handbag or purse as you would call it, and, and literally out fell this card right in front of me, like that's some omen, right? So I looked at the time in England, 3 a.m. I worked out the time in Miami. I thought, mm, okay, it's 10 p.m. there. They haven't even started celebrating the new year. So I dialed this number and this voicemail answered, hi, this is the voicemail, JB, John Bacafusco. Please leave a message after the town and I'll get back to you as soon as possible. So I proceeded to say, hey, JB, I'm calling you all the way from England. <laughs> and if you don't hire me, you're making the biggest mis mistake ever. You know? <laughs> Call me back on da 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 da. Put the phone down. And literally, I'd forgotten about it until I was at work a couple of days later in this office. And my phone rang. And I looked. And it was calling from Miami. I'm like, shit. So I made my excuse. I went to the ladies' toilet. So I actually accepted a job from Carnival Cruise Lines while I'm sat on the toilet on my <laughs> mobile phone. And this woman's saying, so can you be in Miami next Tuesday? And it's already Thursday afternoon in England. I'm like, yeah, no problem. <laughs> and I remember ending the call and vomiting down the toilet. Like, oh, oh. But anyway, yeah, I made it. And when I was sat around this big conference table in CCL uh, in Miami, and, and John Bacafusco had walked in, there's probably about eight of us being uh, interviewed at the same time. And we went around the table introducing ourselves to each other. And when he got to me, he said, and how the hell did you slip through the, the, the net, limey? Because I was the only English person. And I said, drunken phone call new year's eve and he just looked at me and he held his breath and then he burst out laughing and it was brilliant and you know a couple of days later i'm i'm, at, I'm joining the uh, carnival uh, sorry yeah carnival elation for my first contract as a social host nice oh yeah all right all right yeah. and yeah. um hey before we before we get too far i know we've kind of taken you off track but um let's let's hear your ship story 
Okay. Yeah, are we all right? We've got time. Yeah. I'm not talking. Oh, yeah. 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 Let's, yeah. But let's, let's, let's hear the, the story that you wanted to tell. Well, the one I've chosen is in my book. Oh, yeah. 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 And we'll, we'll mention your book at the okay. end, too. So this is about one of my birthdays on board one of the carnival ships. And uh, I had been assigned to the Carnival Tropical as assistant cruise director for, I think I was on there for about a month, taking over for the regular assistant cruise director who was on vacation. And uh, we had an English cruise director. I'm not allowed to really say names, am I? He was yeah, great. Sure. Oh, you yeah. can. We Absolutely. just we just don't want you know, a bad thing to come out of it. But. Kieran Buffery. He was English. He was sarcastic, talented, uh, guitar musician. had had his own show. He was cruise director. He was bloody brilliant, you know. And he used to have these Star Wars uh, programs playing in his cabin late at night, alcohol fueled. And if you were invited, and if you said, "Oh, I'm not going to come along." Yeah, that was not good. So we go along to his cabin and drink ourselves stupid and watch Star War movies. <laughs> so anyway, my birthday was approaching and I knew that I was going to be in port in Cozumel, Mexico, alongside another carnival ship where one of my friends was a social host. So she's on the computer in her office, the entertainment's office on her ship. I'm on my computer in the office of the Tropical. Not supposed to be sending personal messages through ship email, but of course, we're like, Oh, can you give me a copy of that trivia quiz you did last week? Oh, by the way, do you want to meet in Cozumel? Let's get hammered. So, we arranged to meet in Cozumel on my birthday, and the cruise director kindly said, Linda, you can have the day off, but there is one stipulation, and do, do not let me down. I want you to host the midnight sail away deck party. I'm like, Oh my god, okay. oh, yeah, okay, I can do that. <clears throat> no problem. He said, I don't care what you get up to in the day. I don't care how drunk you are, but you're going to host that party. And I said, yeah, I promise you, I will do that. So my friend and I met on the dockside of Co uh, Cozumel, where there was Fat Tuesdays, Carlos and Charlie's, Senor Fro you know, the whole lot. We had big plans. We were going to hire a Jeep. We were going to tour the island. We were going to have dinner in a nice restaurant. After drinking 21 fuzzy navels, we got as far as the bar called the No Name Bar. Yeah, oh, I yeah. don't know if you guys have been there in Cozumel. Yeah. yeah. And this bar... That was, was that was before my time, but I, I'm familiar okay. with it. The No Name Bar. And this bar was set up by two ex-crew members who I think had been casino hosts. That's the one where they where you put all your name tags on, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. I, so anyway, this no-name bar is within walking distance from the uh, cruise ship uh, port terminal, and it's a little haven of escapism because none of the guests knew about it or knew where it was, but all the crew members from all the ships could meet there, cut loose, and just have a really good time. So it was so valuable to us to have a place like that to go. So we get to the no-name bar. We've already had a lot of cocktails. And we start mingling with other crew members from other ships. It's my birthday. Everybody's like, yeah, let me buy you a drink, Linda. You know, buckets of Dossi, uh, a kiosk were flowing. The music was pumped up. We had burgers and fries rather than going out for this meal. And we had a fantastic time. So when it came time to go back to the ship, the last port of call bar wise was Carlos and Charlie's right there and that's also where the guests would accumulate before they got on board and it was funny because you'd see all these guests they'd be so drunk two carnival ships they didn't know where they were going very often security guards would be used to these guests getting on the wrong ship and they'd just laugh and say nah you're on the wrong carnival ship but anyway we get to this bar and I can see that like the hotel directors there, the cruise director, and they're all watching me. Like, is she okay to do this deck party? And anyway, the musicians and some of the dancers decided that they were going to back me up and help me out with this. So they take me back onto the ship. I go to my cabin. One of the dancers comes with me. I get changed into my tropical shirt and my navy blue shorts. And I pick up what I think is a lipstick, but it's actually a bright blue eyeshadow. By then, I've smeared my lips with this bright blue. I'm thinking, oh, that'll do. You know, they'll think it's part of the outfit. So up I go to the Lido deck, and I've got to liaise with the sound technician, and I am absolutely trolled. I cannot remember ever hosting the party. 
<laughs> but the dancers, the musicians were all there making sure that everything was appropriate. The next day, the ratings for that deck party were phenomenal. The guests were saying it was the best deck party they'd ever attended on any ship. The dancers and the musician confirmed that I had hosted it. They said you were absolute dynamite on that microphone. <laughs> the conga, everything went perfectly well. However, I woke up the next morning with the hangover from hell, and I had my own cabin, so I wasn't sharing. So I thought... And I didn't have to work until the afternoon. So that was, thank God for that. I woke up and I can remember there was something in my bed with me. And no matter how drunk I got, I always made sure that I went home alone by choice or not. But this was not a human. And there was something on the pillow and it was nibbling my hair. And I turned over and I looked into the eyes of this rabbit. What? A rabbit with big brown eyes. And it sat on my pillow and it's nibbling my hair. Now, we had a magician on board. And part of his act was pulling a rabbit out of a hat. Uh Uh (laughs) We called this rabbit Pete, Peter Rabbit, and everybody loved Pete. And he was very portly because he did get fed a lot of tidbits by all of the crew members. So there's Pete. He's obviously obviously been put in my cabin. And I think that was the cruise director and the security, chief of security, liaising between them to have a little fun. Put the rabbit in Linda's cabin because it was her birthday. So I wake up and there's this bloody rabbit. He was so cute. So we had a little conversation thing going on for a while. And then my throat's dry and I'm dying for some water. Got to get out of bed to get to the fridge. So as I put my feet to the floor, it was like, oh, my God, what is this? My cabin floor was carpeted and it was covered in bloody rabbit droppings. Oh, God. (laughs) So Pete uh, Pete had emptied his bowels all over my bloody cabin floor. Oh, gross. Uh, So, yeah, this is not good. Cheers, Pete. But... (laughs) I get to the fridge, and the last part of the party surprise was I opened the fridge door, and right in the middle of the fridge, somebody had placed one of those huge Mexican onyx dildos. (laughs) (laughs) Happy birthday, Linda. Um, So, yeah, that that is my uh, ship story for one of my birthdays that had been celebrated on board and in port and was very, very memorable. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. Oh my God, that's so funny. Cozumel can be, it can be, it can be oh. rough. It can be, it's either rough or fun, and that's mm. it. Like it's, there's no in between. Like if 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 it's rough, you, what, what Lobster Cove or Carlos and Charlie's or Senior Frogs or the Booze Cruise. Remember the Jolly Roger? I think it was. Oh yes, of Out course. Of yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. But you know, I mean, the guests—they used to be so wasted. And and sometimes security had to be at the gangway with wheelchairs to get oh, yeah. them back on board. And they'd be clutching those long plastic tequila uh what a yard, a, a yard of ale. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. And that was that was some uh entertainment. That was free entertainment because if I had the chance, I would always go out and watch that booze cruise come in and people oh, unload off of that and try and get try and get back to the ship. That was some excellent board, free entertainment. If you happen to get into an elevator with them, oh my god, they were sweaty, sandy red from the sun, still wearing their carnival towels and their shorts, still drinking this alcohol, and it stank, and it was just absolutely disgusting. So we would try and avoid the elevators any time between sort of 10 p.m. And I, I, think, I think we sailed away at like 11.30 midnight or something like that. I don't know. Oh but, yeah, yeah, Cozumel was always the boozy day, you know. Uh, great, hey, great it- cameras. Hey, is there another story that you want to tell us? Maybe another story from your book? <laughs> okay. See how I do that? I There are many. Um, can, <laughs> I, can I tell you the one about the wave hitting the ship? Oh, yeah. Again, this was, uh, was this Holland America? You know what? I think it was on Holland America. And by now, I've moved on from Social House to um, PPI, Port shopping ambassador oh oh yeah yeah so i was working for a ppi a company that's based in fort lauderdale 
And again, it was a concession, so they could put me on any ship. And uh, it was a really great job because I would advise all of the guests where to go shopping in the ports of call. Uh, I would be working heavily with like Dan's International mm-hmm. and all of these top companies that sold high-end timepieces, diamonds, et cetera, et cetera. So I had the ability to make a shitload of money and I was pretty good at sales. So as part of the uh, onboard uh, presentation for the new guests coming on, I had my own TV channel and I would actually pay housekeeping to make sure that every single TV in all of the guest cabins were showing my channel when they got to their room and were unpacking their suitcases. So the day before, we're heading back into Miami and it's really rough. It's very, very rough sea. And I'm doing this uh, new recording um, upstairs in one of the lounges that's tucked away. And I'm working with this lovely guy who is a sound tech. We've known each other for quite a long time, did a few contracts together, very familiar with each other. So he was like, hey, Linda, I'm going to get you rolling. And uh, I know roughly how long you're going to be. I'm going to go grab a coffee and I'll be back. Yeah, that's absolutely fine. I said, I'll be fine. No worries. So off he goes. So I'm sat there in front of the camera. It's all set up. And I'm talking away. And the ship is rocking and rolling like crazy. Doesn't bother me at all. I love it. Anyway, out of the blue, all of a sudden, this massive, and I mean, you know, we're high up. This massive wave hits the side of the ship. And the wave just rose up and slammed against the window. And I'm mid-speech. And I went, fuck me, what the hell was that? (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, carried on talking. When the sound tech came back, I went, look, Ed, yeah, his name is Ed. I look, Ed, you need to go over this. And you need to make sure you edit it because I had a real mishap. Oh, Linda, don't worry about that. It'll be fine. Fine. No worries. Well, it wasn't. Because the next day, embarkation morning, before going shoreside, I would always switch on the TV channel and make sure that my show was already rolling. And indeed it was, every single bit of it. (laughs) Ed had not edited out my little mishap. And I'm looking, and and, and this is on a roll, so it goes play, it's played right through till about 2 p.m. from, I think it's as early as 8 a.m. You know, we're we're docked 8 a.m., crew members want to get off as as quickly as they can to maximise their time off in port. There's nobody answering their phone. Sound technician, light technician, cruise director. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What am I going to do? This can't be shown. So I phoned the hotel manager, who was a friend of mine and a very understanding guy. And I said, look, this is going on. What are we going to do? And he watched it and he went, oh, my God. We've got to get this. We've got to get this off, Linda. We can't have that. And I, I know. I know. But what, I can't get in touch with anybody. So anyway you know, got more authority than I have. So he he phoned through to the cabin of the sound engineer that I've been trying to get hold of all morning. And obviously this guy looked at his pager and he's like, oh, it's only Linda, I'm not going to bother answering. But once he could see it was the, the hotel manager, director, that was a different story. So eventually this got taken off, but it was too late. Guests had been coming on, they'd already been watching it. So that evening... Up on deck seven, which was the VIP deck, we had. Yeah, well, and let me j- jump in. And to make matters worse, this was the this is a channel that is on. They purposely turn this on so that yeah. it's the first thing that people see. Yeah, you walk see when they the come in, and you see that commercial going on. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. This isn't this isn't this isn't a chance of they just happen to go to that channel. It is on. So yeah, well, I've paid housekeeping to make sure they got it on. <laughs> Because it maximizes my sales for import, because that's how I made my money. It was commission, and it was brilliant. So, And it's on a roll. So as soon as it finishes, it starts again, and on and on and on. So that evening at the VIP party, I'm up there, you know, and I'm feeling very conscious of what's been going on. And the captain, the hotel manager... They're all kind of looking at me, <laughs> and the waiters are coming around with the glasses of wine and the champagne, and I'm like, oh, my God, I so need one of those. And I start talking to some guests, and actually two of them I'm still in touch with today. They they live in uh, Fort Lauderdale, yeah. 
uh, I helped them choose a beautiful yellow diamond for a wedding anniversary. And they they still keep in touch with me. And they were one of the first two people that I approached and spoke to. Hi, I'm Linda, I'm your port shopping ambassador. Welcome on board. How are you? And the answer was, oh, yes, Linda, we know who you are. We've already <laughs> been watching you on the TV. Oh, my God. And then they laughed and they said, we actually thought it was hilarious. Uh, the poor guy, the... Uh, yeah, the sound tech, he actually did get a written warning for that. So what, what happened with that? Did he explain, like, sorry, I forgot or or I didn't think? Yeah, it I guess or... so. I guess he just forgot, you know. <laughs> Great. And so how Great many story. contracts and, and shifts were you on as PPI? Well, quite a few. Uh, they started me off on the Carnival Pride, and apparently my sales figures rocked so well that once you set the bar, they expect it to go higher every time. Quite a pressurized job, but I did mm -hmm. enjoy it. Uh, from the Carnival Pride, I went to the Oosterdam, Holland America. Loved that ship. And then I stayed with Holland America, Oosterdam, uh, Rheindam, where I met my future Dutch husband, who was an officer on board. Uh, and then Stattendam, uh, oh gosh, Westerdam. I've got to say, Holland America, Westerdam. Is one of my favorite ships. Uh, Lots of Holland America. Well, yeah, yeah, let me yeah. let me ask you this, Linda. What? Um, why did you finally decide to leave ships? I was getting older. I mean, I started when I was older the most. I, I married a Dutch officer, and and we're still amicable. I was wife number three. He is now on wife number four. Mm. Red flags, I ignored. But he's a fun <laughs> person, and there's a whole chapter of him in my book. And he messaged me a few weeks ago saying, oh, my Lindy Lou, I'm so proud of you writing a book. And I'm like, yeah, buddy, you're in a whole chapter. <laughs> <laughs> you oh, haven't read I, it, have you? <laughs> I'm, I'm intrigued. I must buy it. And I said, don't worry. It's all told with love and respect. And then I thought, except for the bit about the mother-in-law, you know. Um, but, yeah, uh, you know, the, the marriage was fantastic on ships. Unfortunately, when we went back to Amsterdam to live, it didn't work out so well, uh, but, you know, because of an ex-spouse and kids, which I won't go into. But going back out onto the ships, the marriage was breaking down. Uh, my mother back home in England, her health was getting a bit fragile. And there was just something that told me, you know what, this is time to go back to land. Plus, a head office in Seattle, there was a new uh, manager of all of the entertainment contracts. They could employ younger people. So I think there was like five of us. And the guy had never met any one of us, but he just looked at our portfolios. Too old, too old, too old. Let's give it to the younger ones and we can pay them a third of the salary. So all of that added up. Yeah, a lot of t a lot of times that's what we hear a lot is not just one thing. It's kind of a combination of things yeah. that come together. And so, yeah, I, I found myself coming back to England, but I kind of knew I was ready. I think when complacency, complacency sets in and you're no longer oh where are we today oh turks and caicos oh, i can't bother to go ashore and i think once you start to get into that mode uh, you realize you can't do it forever you know and i i keep in touch with a lot of cruise ship friends and and some of the things we talk about between us we're like jesus christ how did we do that we must have been on autopilot it was just an incredible time of my life and miss it like hell I do. Oh my god, yes. And you did and, the, uh, and you said 15 contracts or 15 no, years? No, 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 15 years. 15 years, yes. And and that was primarily with um Holland America and Carnival. No, no. Uh Carnival. I did several different Carnival ships. Cunard, I was very fortunate to work on the Queen Mary 2 twice. Oh wow. Uh Norwegian Cruise Lines. Uh, Holland America, uh, uh, Regent Seven Seas, oh, six star plus. Uh, two cruise lines, I must tell you, I did not enjoy, and that was Princess and Celebrity. And I, no, I didn't feel at home on either of those. Too bad two. Eric's not here today because he was uh, he, he retired from Corporate Princess. Um, uh, I, think oh, he was, right. I think he was a princess for 10, 12, 15 years, something like that. I think it was pretty close to 20. 20, yeah. 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 So but yeah, lots of different, anyway. lots of different cruise ships, lots of different cruise lines. And and you were saying that um, you know your time on ships really you know really affected you. Still, you're you're still oh, really. I loved it. I, loved it. Yeah. I honestly 
during those years, we were so close-knit. We were like a big family. And I never, ever thought I could adjust to living back on land again. That was my world. I loved being on stage. I loved the adrenaline of when the currents went up and I walked out. I, I loved going to the beaches and being able to swim the sea and always feeling warm. Yeah, and I mixed with some very, very um, rich, I suppose, guests. And they'd invite me shoreside for lunch, you know. So I'd be going to these restaurants that I'd never be able to afford to go to. Mm-hmm. And I'd be wearing diamonds worth a mortgage because I was representing, you know, PPR and, and Diamonds International. So I'd be loaned this beautiful jewellery. And I was so skinny and I, you know, long evening gown and this beautiful, wonderful jewelry. Taking it all in. Living the life. Oh, it was wonderful. Yeah, loved it. Absolutely loved it. So those years to me were absolutely precious. On your time um, on ships and stuff, do you ever like hook up with any passengers or anything? Did I hook up with passengers? Uh Uh-huh. Any? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Is any of that in the book? Yeah, I almost got all right. Fired. That's a whole different book. I almost got fired. Yeah, of course okay. we did. You just weren't allowed to if you got caught. But luckily, with my position, to for me to be seen in in, in crew in in guest area was fine. You know, it's, uh, uh. if I had a clipboard under my arm, I could look very efficient. <laughs> <laughs> it was getting back out again. I was, I was just checking this guy's portable. All disheveled, and then you know, <laughs> I was making security cameras like, oh, shit, you know, I hope yeah. it's not too me. Yeah, I was just making sure his poor hole was okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now, yeah, so, was, so whether it was a, so there was whether it was somebody you were dating all, as a crew member or a passenger, where would you think the, the craziest place that you did it? What had sex? Did mm-hmm. it on a ship? Uh, well, I can remember on my very first contract when I was a fitness director on the Holland America New Amsterdam. Dam, there was a young Brazilian man, and he was considerably younger than moi, but he was <laughs> very, very, very attractive, and I guess he liked older ladies. So, formal night, yeah, we were caught up on deck. I was, I remember I was wearing a long golden gown, it's probably up over my head or somewhere <laughs> in that. And, yeah, this, this beautiful young Brazilian is actually going down on me. And the next thing you know is there's these floodlights coming on me and there's, like, two security guards obviously enjoying the show. Oh, um, no. And actually, actually they, they didn't report me. They didn't do anything about it. I think they just enjoyed it so much that they thought, oh, what the hell, you know. That's probably, yeah, that was probably on board, I would say, Um you know, and the odd captain's cabin, obviously. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> but, yeah, and one or two guest cabins. That was a bit risque. But, uh, uh-huh. oh, yes, I, I do remember one occasion. I was hosting I was hosting the karaoke on one of the carnival ships. And my boyfriend at the time was... Uh, a sound technician, not the same one. This was a different one. This was going back to when I was a social host with Carnival Cruise Lines. And one of the guests had caught us in a sound booth and he had his hands well up my sweater and we were having a good old necking session and, and she observed this. So this woman had the audacity to threaten me at karaoke, telling me that if I didn't continue playing tunes until she was ready to call it a night, she was going to report me for what she'd seen in the sound booth. What a bitch, huh? What? Yeah, wow. So how many more songs did you play? Uh, a few. <laughs> <laughs> you just let me know when you're done, hon. Exactly. Hey, hey Linda, before, before we end up, we're, we're getting close to time here. What made you decide to, to write this book? And tell us a little bit about it. Tell us the name and all this stuff and where, nice. where, where you can find it. A peep through the porthole, and every every chapter is a, a true story. And I've obviously changed some names here and there, um, but everybody that has their genuine name in the book, I've approached and I, I actually asked permission. In the back, there's some lovely photos of me looking twenty pounds lighter and very glamorous. Oh yes, beautiful. <laughs> but anyway, how did I write the book? Well, I thought of the title when I was still on board ships, and I said to my husband, the Dutch guy, "I'm going to write a book." 
and I'm going to call it a peek through the porthole. The idea just came to my head. And he said, that's, that's going to be great. You should do it. I never did anything much about it at all, except tell loads of people that I was going to write a book and I was going to call it A Peep Through the Portal. When my mum was on her last day with us on Earth, she was in ICU in, in the local hospital. And I, I spent the last day with her playing her music. And I read her a chapter from my book. And she grasped hold of my hand and she said, Linda, promise me you will write your book. She said, because you have got a beautiful gift for writing. And I said, okay, mum, I promise you I'll write my book. Well, she passed away. It's been six years now. And for three years, I could not write a word. I, I was in a very dark place. Life was pretty bad. And then one day, I heard her voice as clear as day. And I heard her say to me, well, my girl, Arlinda, that book's not going to write itself, is it? That was That was probably about two and a half years ago. And here it is. I've done it. I had the help of an extremely good editor who's in Belfast and a, a very good illustrator who's uh, not too far from me. And with those two ladies together, we got this done. And I'm just so proud. And I just wish my mum was here to read it. But she is featured in it a few times because she did come and sail once and she was hilarious. <laughs> on, the very, on the very last night of the cruise, I couldn't find her. And some of my friends had taken her to the officer's bar and got her drunk, my mother. <laughs> and I, I found her sat on one of these high bar stools, surrounded by empty glasses. Oh, oh Linda, why on earth didn't you bring me here before? This is a, a fantastic place. I'm having so much fun. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so she's in the book quite a lot. That's so. awesome. Yeah, yeah. Where, where can we get your book? Well, it's on Amazon. Just under Amazon, a peek through the porthole, Linda Carol Woodward. Lots of people have been buying it. Uh, lots of cruise ship people have read it. One of my friends I worked with on board one of the Holland America ships, and she's read it. She's out in New York. She messaged me just the other day. She said, I read your book, really enjoyed it. Oh, my God, did it take me back to those days. You didn't have to tame it down, though, didn't you? Said, <laughs> Do you think so? She went, oh, hell, yeah, you've really tamed it down. I said, well, you know, I've got family and one day my grandsons might want to read it. And and she said, yeah, we know what really went on. <laughs> Thanks so much for being with us today. We really enjoyed it. You've Thanks got some great stories. Me. Well, I, I mean, I, I hope I haven't got myself into any trouble, you know, because you know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was great. Like your stories were excellent. They, they, all yeah. of them were great. And, you know, we have this saying, what goes on ships stays on ships. Until you get to my ship story. Any uh, well, so uh, any any episodes that you listen to that that stand out? Well, there was one I I, I loved the title. It was something like a hundred blowjobs, and I thought, wow, that sounds really interesting. <laughs> like, let's listen to that story. <laughs> Just um, I I want to actually get through as many as I can because the the you know the sense of amusement is there. We're like family, and people on land cannot understand what our life is like on board. Right. My my mum always used to say to me, oh, well, Linda, when are you going to get a proper job? Yeah, uh, And when are you going to come back to real life? And I said, mum, this Never. is my life. This <laughs> is my job. And I'm living it. Therefore, it is real. That's kind of the 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 strength and the weakness of, of doing this type of podcast. There, there's a lot of great stories. It's a very, very different lifestyle than most people will ever even come in contact with. And so great stories, but then again, so hard to relate to when you have yeah. a work on ships. And, and if I can just finish off by saying, <clears throat> it's also very um, often tinged with a lot of sadness. My mum was proud of the way I adjusted to land life. Others haven't made it. And um, sadly, there's been a few people that were very dear to me that, that decided to take their own lives because they just couldn't cope with being back on land and one lovely guy okay he was young enough to be my son but we were such good friends and I loved that boy to bits when he was on ships he came out discovered he was gay happy had a lovely boyfriend when he went home I'm uh, not sure where he lived I think it was Oklahoma but his parents did not agree they were disgusted they they didn't really want Brad to and I are both in Oklahoma oh, oh really okay but yeah. Anyway, yeah he took his own life and I was so saddened by that really sad you know um and yeah there's been a few cases of hey, even that. people 
but it, you know it's an extreme lifestyle as you know I mean it's not for everybody is it you've got to be a certain type character to be able to deal with it but I always said for me being that bit older the best part was you could be stood in the crew bar officers bar and on one side you'd have a 19 year old uh, cast member you know a dancer and the other side you might have a, a 70 year old lecturer but it didn't matter everybody was in the same boat we mm -hmm. all have that same a type personality and we all got on so that, yep. that was what was so beautiful for me it always comes back to the people that you worked with oh my god yeah 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 it's all that's always it, it that's that's just a theme with with everyone and uh, unless you've worked on ships it's it's really tough to tough to understand but it's always comes back to all yeah. the the fantastic people that you've come in contact with and and how you know how they were so great and just the underlining training or terrible from, from or terrible you have yeah, those few or, yeah <laughs> but just yeah, the you un want to underlining board, you know, eh? thank you again so much for coming on telling your stories and um we'll have this uh episode out here pretty soon i hope okay well thank you brad and thank you scott it's been such fun. You're welcome. It was great. Thanks, it was Linda. Great Appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yay. Right. Ciao, okay, ciao. Bye-bye. 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 Bye. Oh, yeah. Oh, that was that was awesome. great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She had some good you know, stories. Oh, yeah. You know, and uh, <laughs> I, could, I could tell from the beginning, it's one of these where um, just, just, get her started and she just rolls and yeah. does a great job yeah. there is no we we didn't need to be here today <laughs> i don't even think i need to edit this we'll just i'll just hit you know i'll just hit mp3 and then, and then there you go but yeah, yeah. Man, she was a firecracker she's had all, all tons of good stuff hey everyone the ship is about to set sail which brings us to an end for today we hope that you enjoy the podcast for bonus audio and if you would like to see this podcast and video please visit our youtube channel my ship story you can also find us on facebook and instagram as my ship story don't forget to let us know if you're a past or present crew member and if you have a story that you would like to tell or if you like you can email us your story for us to read on the air email us at my ship story podcast at yahoo.com that's my ship story podcast at yahoo.com goodbye for now and be sure to tune in next week same time as we'll have a new podcast every monday bon voyage